Alrighty, welcome, welcome to all my new people joining in today. This is Jovan, Coach Jovan, whatever you want to call me. And welcome to Weight Room Overtime. This is going to be an interesting topic as, you know, many people, you know, miss have a misconception of plyometrics, of, you know, what really goes into the planning of it. Also, you know, things like what part of the year should I incorporate plyometric training? So, if you are interested in learning more into, you know, why plyometrics are important to sport, relevant to sport, when you should apply them, and then also, you know, what simple exercises can you, you know, do for plyometrics, right? And, you know, how to choose those correct ones. So if you're interested in that, this is going to be your show, and hopefully you guys enjoy it. So if you haven't subscribed already, go ahead and hit that like and subscribe button for me, and leave a comment. Let me know what you think, uh, what you, think you know, uh, about plyometrics, when you should apply them, and then also, you know, should, you know, everybody do them. You know, let me know what your thoughts are. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get to it. Alrighty, so plyometrics, right? What what is plyometrics? So plyometrics is very popular, especially now when you know things have evolved, science has evolved. You know, exercise is always evolving. That's why it's a science. But a lot of people, um, or a lot of trainers, also mis misguide or have you know also related to this short straightening cycle, right? Stretch shortening cycle. Sorry. Um, and a lot of people use this term or throw it or throw this term around and some people don't know what that means or understand what that means and you know if you're not into exercise science or are a trainer or anything like that then a lot of times you won't understand what the uh, stretch shortening cycle is so I'm gonna tell you a little bit about what it is what it entails um, so it really starts to replace this term of plyometrics right so it describes this resistance training um, more accurately to you know some movements right so there's a cycle of the of you know your muscles really when where they interact with you know the force of the ground and you're you're basically it's, it's the power movement right so um the cycle is a sequence of eccentric isometric and concentric actions right um and it's really characterized by an eccentric motion leading into ballistic concentric motion um, so one prime example that I like to give this is when you're doing a bench press, right? So consider, let's say you're doing a barbell bench press, right? And there's a method, well, that's not a method. This just is an idea to kind of explain or picture it in your head. So if you were to start, you know, a bench press with a bar already on your chest and then you're pressing up, um, that is an isom isometric and then a concentric action only, right? So think about it. You're starting already in an isometric position with the bar down your shoulders are back retracted and all you're doing is pressing and that is going to be the concentric action right usually when you're doing a bench press um if you want to compare that to the stretch shortening cycle it is where you start the bar you know at the you know hold the little hole things where you put the weight in sorry heard my mic i'm too far from the mic but um and then you would lower the weight and then basically that's isometric and then back to the concentric motion right that's really what that means uh for those who might not fully understand what that um you know term means um so the other way to kind of think about this too when you're doing a long jump right there's a death jump sorry or a long jump either or when you are running up you know you're ready to explode and power you know as far as you can that's also an example of 
the stretch training cycle, right? Because you're gonna plan off the ground, and then there's this time in you know in the air where it's not really doing anything, and then you land, and then it consents again. So it's it's you know it's a term, and and I'm not gonna go too in depth into you know the actual science because there's no point if you don't really understand some of these terms. So I don't want to confuse a lot of people or uh, you know athletes and stuff like that that listen to this podcast. But we'll talk about the importance of it when when you should apply it. So. Um, so when you're talking about plyometrics, right, who needs to do them when you should do them? I think it's more of a question of what the sport or activity you're going to be participating in. Um, so for example, I did a study in grad school as I'm still in grad school wrapping up, um, on basketball players, on teenagers. And what we find is when we had, you know, a control group and, you know, a group that had plyometrics for their training and a group that didn't. And overall, what we saw was an increase increase in um, in their jump after completing a, I think it was a 12-week plyometric program. Um, so the vertical jump went up, which is huge for basketball players, right? Because you want to be able to jump high compared to the girls that didn't do plyometrics in the training program. Right, so that's just an example that I saw, but you also have to take in consideration the plyometric exercises that you're also applying for, for, I, for example, I did basketball at the time, right? So some of the things that I did for basketball players was a lot of you know box jumps, there was a lot of bounding, there was a lot of single leg um, hops, you know, jump over barrier, there is, and it also depends, right, because let's say you have a freshman right and a basketball team in high school can vary from freshmen to seniors well the freshman isn't going to be as very strong or versatile or even you know uh how would you say this you know their development isn't the same as a senior who's been playing three years already right or four maybe and they've already been to a couple through a couple years of you know a training program so you can see how this can vary and how you just separate your athletes when you have a team that's going through plyometrics, for example, you can't you can't necessarily expect the freshman to be doing exactly the same exercises as a senior. And that goes for everything in the weight room, by the way. It's not just plyometrics. I think you have to understand that there is you know different things and has to be individualized for a specific athlete in their training age, right? So every athlete is different. You got to treat them different, and understanding that. You know when you're doing a programming for whether that's strength training whether that's plyometrics whether that's you know strength power it has to be dedicated for each specific athlete not as a group and i know a lot of coaches in my experience um and even me in my earlier time as a coach was hey i'm just gonna put this whole team all through the same workout because whether that's limited a time you know whether that's inexperience whether that's you know education but i think understanding you know that hey even if you do have a team you can still separate it based off you know the levels of experience levels of strength levels of you know how quick they are you can separate these into smaller groups and then assign different you know exercises for those groups right um, so that's a good way to do it so for plyometrics I think um, back to the question of when who should do it right i think even for young athletes of seven eight years old and i'm talking about youth athletes um there hasn't really been any you know studies showing that this is negative necessarily for their performance although there is some 
plyometric exercises that I think you should be kind of worried about or you know maybe not do just because again they're still growing right we don't want to you know damage the growth plates or anything like that to allow the limbs to grow to the extent that they need to so um, the reason I bring this up is because there is some plyometric exercises as like depth jumps you know where you're on a box jump really and then you're landing uh, from you know there could be you know high distances depending on the level of the athlete but that's something you may want to kind of let them do that in their you know teenage years or or something you know in in later in, in time where they're a little bit more stronger you know more, their base has already been established and stuff like that so just something to think about when you're applying these for you know younger athletes in my experience you're working with a lot of youth actually i started with a lot of youth athletes i actually did a lot more of like bounding type of work um if you don't know what bounding is it's kind of like skipping in a sense but in a you know one sided movement so like going on the right foot and then going on my left planning and then changing direction to the right that kind of stuff because again it's helping them establish the uh, their um you know footwork when it comes to placement and then how to you know work off of the other foot i think that's really important for younger athletes and then also landing mechanics so i know the depth jumps is probably going to be not something we encourage for younger athletes but i think something like um single leg hops you know one leg hops stuff like that is very crucial for younger athletes because you're building the base of stability in their you know their legs and plyometrics is still a form of strength training just in a different you know time of the year or different phase of a training program so understanding that is huge so for any parent out there or coaches that have young athletes or have athletes in general um, the plyometrics is are a huge part of a training program and should be incorporated in any you know annual training program that you may have and you know it can also depend on the sport but ideally if you're playing a team sport or even individual sports like you know if you're playing box if you're doing, not playing if you're boxing if you're doing mma wrestling plyometrics are still involved um, because again it's another relationship or another way to manifest power right so we're taking you know your annual training program for example right you've already been through a you know gpp phase with general preparatory preparatory phase to you know hypertrophy phase and then you went over to you know max strength and then you went to power and then you're doing plyometrics right um so when you get to the plyometrics part it should really manifest your whole annual training program that you just did even it should show all your strength and how you know how you progressed over the year to be able to manifest that in some plyometric movements because then it's going to eventually translate into the field hopefully or into the match whatever you decide to you know participate in but really it, it i think it's crucial for every athlete to do plyometrics right and i think a lot of the misconception and i see this all the time at the gyms and you know coaches team coaches not necessarily trainers or strength and conditioning coaches because they understand but i'm talking just in general the general population even me growing up and playing sports even me training as a very young uh, coach um i would i wouldn't really know you know the the science behind certain things and i know for soccer for example because that's what i played there was a lot of one leg hops over the ball you know and stuff like that yes it's still part of soccer however that should have been established a little later on closer to competition um, rather than at the beginning i know a lot of the times 
there's a lot of coaches um, and trainers that have them do plyometric exercises as soon as you know the first couple weeks after they've been established on a you know basic plan they go to like hey let's just start doing some wall balls or let's start doing something like uh you know jump over barriers and stuff like that when necessarily that shouldn't be ideally the best time i think the best time is after the strength training program has been done and you're getting close to competition and getting close to your you know deload or, or you're just going to start to taper and peak um, that's the time you want to allow your body to recover and then get ready for you know competition and for those who don't know what i'm talking about or maybe a little confused is the plyometric phase or plyometric time where you should incorporate some of these movements or plyometric exercises shouldn't be on the first week of conditioning or second week of conditioning this should be done last when you're getting ready to compete that's when plyometrics should be done because you're manifesting everything that you have done throughout the year to then showcase as you're going to peak for a tournament or whatever it may be right um that's what i'm that's why it's so important and crucial for athletes to understand is hey i know you're one want to get ahead of yourself or coaches want to be able to hey i need to get this guy you know better on his footwork and although that might translate you know initially could help with their balance or whatever it may be there's other exercises you can incorporate for whether that's balance or stability that you can do and then that's going to prepare him better for his strength phase whether that's squats whether that's single leg you know rdls or single leg squats or whatever it may be right um that's why it's so important to understand that because if you go straight to plyometrics you're not going to get the best of them but you're only going to showcase what he has been doing in the off season and a lot of times some of these athletes don't do anything in the off season so understanding that is important i think um for for athletes okay so that's you know one of the main reasons i wanted to get you know a whole episode on this is to better understand what you guys have been taught i i really want to i really hope that you guys can comment if you're watching the video um or wherever you do it and reach out to me I'm, I'm interested in learning a lot more of uh whether you're a coach whether you're an athlete what your experience has been with plyometrics do you do plyometrics regularly or you know is there only a you know part of the year that you usually do this like you know i kind of incorporate for my athletes um and then i just wanted to give you guys a couple you know different you know exercises that i like to incorporate and this could be for let's say soccer players um if you're watching this in a soccer player um you need to incorporate and so oh this brings me to my last thing before i you know conclude but when you're when you're thinking about applying plyometric program right you want to take a look at movements that are going to translate into the sport that you're playing and that's a huge factor because you could be let's say playing golf right why would you have a golf player doing box jumps when he doesn't necessarily need to jump right yes it could produce power but there's other movements that you can incorporate to you know better his swing or whatever it may be right his landing foot there's you know jump over barriers there's single leg hops there's you know single leg you know step ups there's you know there's a whole different other things um that you can do that are going to again translate to the movements that are performed in the sport itself so having said that you have to be kind of specific into what exercises you choose and again just like anything else you can always increase the intensity the rest time you know the load anything like that as you progress just be aware of you know overreaching or if there's you know overtraining sometimes too if you can't go too hard on plyometrics you got to understand hey 
there's a reason to do this and there's a way to progress whether that's you know through the exercise or, or the program but um, for the exercises that you want to choose I think it's important to again look at the, the movements that are going to translate into the sport and then when you're choosing them there has to be a correct order and a warm-up before you do plyometrics so don't go straight to well this is going to be part of my warm-up and then I'm gonna go lift no you should warm up with a appropriate warm-up that's gonna have you know some of the same movements for the plyometrics so like high knees you know open gates closed gates stuff like that and then you go and choose your exercises so that's kind of you guys it's kind of quick I was also testing a new software called Riverside FM shout out to them this is awesome <laughs> but um, I really want to hear your feedback on this coaches players parents just know that your athletes should be on a training program whether that's in the off season right now three months from now they should always be training if they're looking to compete at a higher level whether that's college whether that's pros whether that's high school you know varsity team trying to make a college you know scholarship i've been there i've done that reach out to me i love to help people out if you're interested in just you know a basic training program whether that's an annual program whether that's you know trying to lose weight trying to gain strength trying to, to you know play you know sports at a high level reach out to me i have programs available i can coach you you know i can basically make your athletes ready for success man so hopefully you guys enjoyed this video i know it was pretty quick it wasn't too thorough into some of the science because you know i don't want to bore you guys to death and you know <laughs> hopefully you guys can come back so um give this video a thumbs up comment again subscribe and we'll see you guys in the next one thanks guys